The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said to Judas, not Iscariot, those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Have you ever had someone who is always in your corner? Someone who is always there whenever you need them? For me, it's my first cousin. She is seven years older than I am, and she has always lived in Maryland. And we would go and spend uh, summers, or a good portion of a summer, back there with them uh, because my mom had moved the family away from home to California. So we would go, and sometimes we would go also on, um, on Easter week. So I got to see them really quite a lot, even though we were far apart. And we, I remember from when I was very, very young, she would do anything for me, any, the most outrageous thing I asked she would do, because she always said I was the baby of her childhood. She was seven, and her aunt brought her this dear little baby to play with. And we have remained close throughout the years. Uh, she is still always there for me, supporting and comforting and challenging and laughing with me and sharing deep things with me. She always tells me the truth, even when I don't want to hear it. And she has been constant, unconditional love in my life for all these years. And I am truly grateful for her presence. I can't imagine how my life would have been without her. Do you have someone in your life like that? I hope you do. Today's Gospel finds Jesus back at the Last Supper with his friends. He's preparing them for the fact that he is going to leave. And, and gently but urgently, he is telling them to remember all of the most important things that he said and they did together. They need to hold these things in their hearts and to remember them. And at the time, they're confused and upset. It's been a difficult dinner party, to say the least. And Jesus makes them a promise. Even though he won't be with them anymore 
in the same way that he has been these last three years, he is not abandoning them. He will be with them in a new way. His spirit will come and make a home in them, inside of them. In fact, they will be closer than they ever have been before. He will be closer to them than their breath. Instead of living with them, he will live in them. And they can trust that they will hear him every time they listen for his word, which is love. And they're going to need it. They're going to need the presence of his spirit in order to love the way Jesus loves in the times ahead of them. Because his spirit will teach and guide, comfort and strengthen, challenge and never, never abandon them. He asks them to trust this. Jesus makes this promise to them at his last meal with them, knowing that they don't understand now, but that when it does happen, they'll remember and they'll believe, and their lives will be transformed. And in that transforming, they will build the kingdom of God, which will transform the world. That little handful of folks. And this is us, my friends. We are heirs to this promise. And the Spirit of Christ has made a home in us that love dwells in the center of our being and never abandons us. We aren't always aware of it. In fact, most of us live most of our days being pretty much unaware of this. But the Spirit doesn't leave. The Spirit is still guiding and comforting, strengthening, inspiring, and challenging us. The Spirit is still transforming our lives, and we are working to build God's kingdom right here in our own neighborhood. We're working to spread the generosity of this love around with listening, help, healing for the neighborhood and for the planet. We call it the Church of the Future. And it's built on partnership for strength and trust in the Spirit for guidance. Jesus told his disciples that a gift would come from this indwelling of the Spirit in their lives. And this gift is peace. Jesus didn't just wish them peace. He gave them peace. It's a hope, not a promise. Jesus knows how difficult their lives are just about to get. He knows they are going to need this peace, and he knows how they will suffer. And his gift, besides the Spirit, is his peace, not the world's promised peace. 
like God's indwelling love in us, Jesus' peace is already inside of us, right here. We don't have to look for it anywhere else. But again, we're not always aware of it. Much of the world is a mess right now. Two horrific mass shootings in the last week in our country that were motivated by racial and political hatred that drove that violence. War in Ukraine and in numerous other countries around the world, increased suffering due to climate change, heightened political and racial tensions, violence and uncivil discourse, and the list goes on. Into this messy moment, Jesus speaks a word of peace and presence. Jesus' peace is more than an absence of conflict. It is shalom, restoration and wholeness. It is personal and communal thriving and well-being, and it begins at the center of each one of us. It is the gift that the Spirit of Christ gives and holds for us and in us. We just need to cultivate an awareness of it and then live out of that center live out of that awareness. That will produce action from us that resists evil and works toward justice, that looks for the divine in all people and that serves others, that respects the dignity of every human being. This produces shalom or peace in the world around us. Now you might recognize that language from our own baptismal covenant, which we renew every four years and which we, I'm, I'm sorry, every four, four times a year and which we just had a month or two ago here. So we remember those words, those actions, which are inspired by, pushed out of us, increased in us by the peace that Jesus gives. It's possible to hold peace in our hearts in the midst of trouble and anguish. We can hold peace and cry at the same time. They are not mutually exclusive, not Jesus's peace. We see from the very context in which Jesus gives this peace that that is so. He is about to die. And what he gives his friends is peace. If Jesus dwells in us, we have his peace. And with the Spirit's guidance and strength, we can live out Jesus' love for the world. What would it look like? Well, 
it might look a little bit like what our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, describes as what the Episcopal Church is striving to become. And that is a church that looks and acts like Jesus and by which we are known because of our love. I hope you have someone in your life who has always been in your corner, who is always there when you need that person, comforting, supporting, challenging, and loving you. Because if you do, then you have a tiny inkling of how the Spirit of Christ dwells in you, loving you and upholding you beyond all human understanding. Shalom. Let it be so.